Hey guys, welcome back to the VK Business Club podcast. I am your host, Vanessa. So in this episode, I am talking with my gorgeous friend, Jess. Uh, This is a really, really good chat. We talk about the real hard truth um, behind being in the beauty industry and how now more than ever, um, the pandemic has affected the niche. Um, we talk about why she started a YouTube channel, what is her personal brand, how she lost over 20 kilos, what it actually means to be an influencer and how this actually ties into her personal branding, having a strong mindset and how to manage negative, toxic people on social media. So I think that the beauty industry friends, people who are listening to this, you'll really appreciate Jess's honesty and it's actually opened my eyes to the beauty industry because you really don't realize how big of an effect the pandemic has had on an industry until you realize that the beauty industry probably lost more money than any other industry um, over the last two years or so. So I hope this gives you um, lots of hope and inspiration and it empowers you to potentially look at ways to innovate and pivot your business. I'm sure we can all appreciate Jess's extremely positive mindset, disciplined mindset and just her general personality. She is just such a beautiful human inside and out. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy and I will talk to you guys soon. All right, my love. So tell me, I okay. ask every podcast guest this, how did you start your morning today? Okay, so today I worked. So I got up this morning, had my shower, went to my coffee shop, and then I went straight to work. Usually I don't do that, but it's COVID. And as you know, I have broken feet, so... I can't go for my walk. <laughs> Usually I'd sit down at the water, but I can't even walk to the water because I can't walk at all. So yeah. Oh my gosh. It's we'll have to talk. About, we'll have to talk about your broken foot. That's just like another thing in itself. Like what a cherry on top of this year. Oh God, this year sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for, people, so for people who don't know you and what you do, can you just share a bit of an insight into who Jess Barker is? Yeah, sure. So I feel like for myself, I'm like, my, like I'm, I'm like a multifaceted human being. Like I, I show a part of me on social media, which is my makeup business, my beauty business. And then you get little snippets of my life of like my weight loss and my um, health and fitness journey that I kind of just throw in there. But mainly what I show socially and what people know about me is the makeup and the beauty and the eyelashes and the eyebrows I'm doing, but they don't know the rest and like the other side. So for me, I have that whole teaching background. So I'm a trained primary school teacher and that's like a whole nother side to like my whole I guess Jess Barker, like I'm an educator. I love to educate. It doesn't matter if it's in makeup. It doesn't matter if it's at school. It doesn't matter if it's about fitness, health. I like that is where I get my drive. I love educating. So I'm definitely a teacher. I feel like Jess Barker is a teacher and a creative lady, but definitely a teacher from the root, like from the core. So how long ago did you get into your makeup? 2012 next year's been 10 years 
Wow, congratulations. How good is it? So we're gonna do something. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just like literally waiting until these lockdowns just like I really want to do something um like super bougie, like for the 10 years. 100 percent So when okay, actually it was the first time that I heard of you, it was through a friend of a friend. And she said, I get my lashes done by this girl. Like, she's so funny. She's crazy. She's out there. Love her. And I was living. Uh, everyone says that when they meet me. They go, oh, my God. I remember one of these brides goes to me, oh, my God, she's so nice. And I was like, what do you mean? I go, we could be bitchy from the way you look. And I was like, dude, I'm the most broken girl you've ever met. <laughs> it's so true. Like your laugh kills me. Every time I hear a laugh, I just <laughs> want to laugh. That laugh, that laugh. So, yeah, so when I first heard of you, I, yeah, my friend told me, and then I just randomly started watching your YouTube videos. And mm-hmm. what I loved about it was obviously that you were just so open and honest. And I think that a lot of the time people see something and people have, like they almost butter it up to look really really good but then they don't want to share the real honest facts behind things so if people don't know what we're talking about so Jess has obviously her YouTube channel where she shares a lot of her beauty stuff but also a lot of the um the weight loss the mindset the mentality and you've also been sharing a lot of your um your experience with regards to your current surgery that you've just had so talk to me about like why did you even think um, about getting into YouTube and actually sharing your whole story of like weight loss from the beginning? So what happened was I originally, like, obviously I love makeup and that is my first profession before I became a teacher. So in the beginning, back when I started almost 10 years ago now, the YouTube was like, you do videos on there. There was no such thing as Instagram reel. There was no such thing as TikTok. There was no, there was none of this stuff. Instagram actually came about partway through my career like really early and it wasn't a thing I didn't want to use it I just used Facebook now obviously Instagram's up there and so it progressively went from Instagram to YouTube and as you know when you start working in a business you kind of learn along the way I was like oh my god like I need to do YouTube I need to do like these makeup looks that these awesome girls are doing and like males as well like male and female doing these looks teaching people how to do makeup online and like doing the tutorials so back then when I first started it was makeup tutorials um like for them and then I put up a poll on my Instagram I said hey guys like do you want to see a vlog like do you want to see what my life is like and everyone was like I ah, yeah and then that's where the food and the fitness and people seeing like oh my god this girl was like fat before she was huge and now she's not like what the hell what gym is she training at and where like who's her trainer and at the time I was at Reborn I love Reborn and um uh, my trainer was Nate I'm at a different gym now, which is still just as great. It's called The Yard and my trainer's Brooke Lombardo. But I have mad respect for both of those places. And both, I feel like Reborn really shaped me into this, like that heavy mindset that like, uh, like they're just amazing. They're like, Travis is there. He has a really awesome story himself. But I feel like that and that story and everything just kind of went "Mm," and like meshed and it just boom. Like everything started to go. Girls were messaging me saying like, Jess, what have you done? And obviously my friends as well, when I lost that 20, I think I was 80 kilos 
I have to look at the paperwork that I've got for myself, but I was 80 kilos. So it's noticeable when people are like, oh my God, Jess, you've lost so much weight. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, why don't I just make a video on this as well? Mm. Because all of this stuff just like went into that. People are so interested in what people are doing. Like, I don't know whether it's just because of like the generation, but people are so nosy. Like, I think people like, what is going on? Who are they dating? Like, what are they doing? Like, it's a whole lot. And I think, and like, people like heard like voices in the back of my YouTube and were like, or like seeing like a shoe in the back, like, I saw this shoe or who is this? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to keep everything a secret because nothing lasts, as you know. I get ghosted all the time. <laughs> so, you know what? I've got to say it. For someone in your like social position, I would consider you to be quite an influential person. So I think that you're, the way that you have kind of established your personal brand, it intertwines across like your social um credibility and the way that you show up and I think that's why people love you because you're not just like one size fits all as you said like you're a teacher you're um, a wellness enthusiast you love health and fitness you're an educator and I think that's what people forget that like you don't just have to do one thing and that's all you're allowed to do yeah and something that I kind of like wrote down like I find it this is really hard in the profession that I'm in especially having the two professions because people don't know about the other one really I just leave that off socials it's better off for my life Mm. but um they sometimes with so much respect to the profession sometimes they think you can't do multiple things and we're raising and learning as children all the way to adults to be these well-rounded all-rounded people like we talk about the holistic person or the whole person, it's really important to know that in this life and especially in this 21st century, dude, you need to be able to do more than one thing. Mm. Most people have multiple streams of income. Most people do multiple things or like have a lot going on. Not most, but I, I like all my girlfriends have that. Mm. And maybe people I surround myself with, but yeah, other people have like, one stream of income but maybe they've got a house or maybe they've got something else that they do like everyone's doing a lot like everyone needs to like I don't know I feel like it's hard and socially online people go oh she's posting because she wants attention no dude the brand goes from Jess Barker to Jess Barker Beauty the brand goes all the way across from like photos in content photos in makeup all of that is part of the brand. People mm. are like, oh, and I love photos. I love taking photos. I've always been like that. But that's all part of the brand as well. And like being over a couple of platforms and being like, whole, not holistic, because I don't really say holistic, but like mm. I say being a multifaceted human being. Like that's what I consider like all the stuff that I do. Yeah. And like, you're on so you've got youtube you've got instagram and you've got tiktok as well so <laughs> yeah that's so fun that's so fun still part of the branding the highest that is the highest growing platform for any type of social media and following at this point you need to be on that <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's really funny because um when i see the stuff that you post and i guess just knowing the person that you are 
I don't think people realize that you come to a point where you become quite headstrong and there's a, there's such a commonality with people that I speak to and in business. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're a lash artist, you're a makeup artist, you're a vet, you're a real, in real estate, whatever it is, when you get to a point in your life where you're like, you know what, I feel so confident and strong-minded. I think that it just kind of like, you can see the way you do business, the way you show up as a person. I'm curious, like what was the difference between you back then to just who you are right now at this very point in time. Yeah, I agree. Like definitely strong-minded, but you know, everyone has their weakness or everyone has their days. So I feel like to get to this point, like there was counseling involved to get to this point. There was constant, like, I don't want to be rude, but like the area I live in is really, you know, chatty it's chatty everyone knows everyone it's like a small country town but on the beach everyone knows everyone everyone has everyone's business I remember when I first started I still will never forget it and I still know this girl and I have no beef with this girl and this girl says hello to me all the time and I will never ever forget it she commented on something and just like grilled me for my makeup business guess who walks through the door (laughs) I'm like dude you cannot go grill people or like when I started pressing photos or like did photo shoots with brands like when I used to like do modeling I don't really do it anymore mm. but like the Lorna Jane shoot that I did the Meshki stuff that I got sent or like the new thing with Zala at the moment there's always someone that's like eh, she's doing this and she thinks she's this and she thinks she's an influencer I don't think but that you are. Like, it's the brand I love my business I love, yeah. I love that. like I love all that stuff but yeah I feel like counseling was involved definitely learning I feel like I have a brush hair on my face like true makeup guys this is the five minute look it's on my page go and I will make sure everyone's like, oh, Jess is going to dress up. Like, I remember the girls were like, Jess is going to dress up. She always dresses up. But the reason I always dressed up and did my makeup, I'm a walking billboard for myself. So every time I like, if I had makeup on, I'd make sure it was like 100%. Mm-hmm. Every time I went out, I would make sure I was bougie, overdressed. And I loved that anyway. But I always made sure. I went out like that and like you cop the evil eye or you cop people talking about you and like that's what starts making you have thick skin thick skin thick skin thick skin and like really just trying to be positive in my head like your head is like where it's at it's like constant fighting with yourself I fight with myself more than I fight with other people like in my own head it's like come on Jess you can do better or Jess like don't take that comment to heart who cares that's on them that's not on you would you do that to them no so that's on them or if they're being bitchy or they're saying stuff about you well you're like the saying goes your life's so boring you have nothing to talk about you have to talk about mine and it will all it will consistently always be like that even after this video people are watching me like oh you see this did you mean that it's just like all right Okay. Ask good views, love it. <laughs> yeah, same with like all those clickbaits. There's just like clickbaits for the that guy that I was seeing, and everyone's like, "Who is it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no!" Until there's a ring on this finger, no point. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> if he's worthy of being on the gram, <laughs> hang on, so no way. You know what though, Jess? Like, I really got to give you credit because 
I actually said this to someone who I um, interviewed for another podcast and I was, and she's in like the influencer space as well. And I said to her, you really have to have a thick skin because not only is it, so obviously we're women, like not only is it like women who just, I I don't know what it is. Like I try, (laughs) I try not to just like focus on it. And I'm, when I'm focusing on the business and there's always things that I want to achieve and I've got to, you know, keep ahead of the curve and you do things for your business, but not from a compare, like from a comparison perspective. But then when it comes to actual people and like you put yourself out there, that's literally social is putting yourself out there when you're your own brand. I totally get you. Like, Everywhere you go, you've got to be on. I see clients. I see people. Like I literally, my phone doesn't stop. Like it is 24-7. It's the world yeah. that we live in. Like how do you deal with the negative bullshit? I remember I remember the first hate comment I got, and I'll never forget it. It's like, you look like a potato. And I was like, bro, I was skinny at this point. And I'm like, I don't look like a potato. I used to look like a potato. I don't look like a potato now. And the girl started to go ham on this thing. It was like, was the first ever comment. I remember it was on Facebook when Facebook was before Instagram. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know, dealing with the negative, sometimes it hurts. Yeah, it does. Like, Mm. but when it hurts, you have to process it. Everything needs to be processed. You can't band-aid it by going like, I don't know, like you can't band-aid that. So when it's said, you either process it or you like shrug it off. It depends on what, like kind of what level that negativity or that hate or whatever it was, whatever level that was at is a different level of processing. It could be eh, whatever, I don't care. Or it could be, all right, you just attacked my family, which has happened. You can go screw yourself. That is like not okay that or you've attacked the way I look and or you've attacked my business or you've attacked whatever whatever those things are need to be processed in different ways I can still remember someone attacking me and my family and that's happened on three occasions now and that was the hardest one that was the one where I cried and I felt like shit and I I think I cried for almost two and a half weeks straight about one of the comments. Another one, I had to just suck it up because there was actually really bad shit going on in my family. And I just had to cop it on the chin and let it go. And then when I came back to it, I realized how how much of a mess that was, but I had someone dying in my family. So I couldn't even, you know, that was my last priority is someone's comment about something. Mm. Yeah, when someone attacks you personally or, you know, something that you've worked hard on, or even when people go, oh, yeah, like you're looking really skinny or Jess, you've gained a little bit of weight. Those sorts of things hurt too because I know in my head I've worked really hard and I work so hard every week, every day, every month or when I'm slipping and then someone goes, says something like that. I'm like, shush, mm. be quiet. I can, crit- I can critique me. I can say shit about me because it's me. I'm me. I'm allowed to say that, but you can't. It's also really important to have like a really good support system around you. Like I think we we both come from like European families and we you know we have like the family love and I know that we're so lucky because we have such a big family and my family sometimes I don't really think they know what I do but they're like as long as you're paying the bills that's fine but um <laughs> it's, it's nice to have people around you who support you and they love what you do and I think that's the most important thing like you just wake up in the morning and you take that energy um, like take us through just forget that it's COVID and when you were yeah. like 
back to back. You're doing your lashes, you're doing your makeup, you're doing your health and fitness. Talk to me about like a week in your life. All right, absolutely chaotic, no time off. And obviously the whole, pretty much the whole of my career I've had to teach because of COVID. So you know that I went to go and do business full-time in 2020 and obviously I had to go back to teaching because I always did that either full-time or part-time. So let's just say I'm doing teaching part-time because it's always sort of a thing. My day would be, I get up at 5.20, I go to the gym. As soon as I go to the gym, um, I finish at the gym. I either go for a walk on Cronulla Esplanade and I don't take any music. I literally walk by myself. I hate walking with other people. I do it like with friends and stuff, but I have to have one walk a day by myself because I listen to the ocean and I like, it's like walking, meditating. And then after that, if I have time, I will sit down and actually meditate with my coffee from my coffee shop. And then I go home, then I get ready and then I go to work and it's go, go, go. And if I'm out of school, I'll have to go to school all day. I finish school. I race home. I get changed if I have time and then do clients all night till 8.30. So I might get home at say 5 or 4.30 or whatever. Then I do clients all night. Mm. Then say I do that two to three days a week. On the days that are my uh, just full business days, I do the same morning routine, which is gym, walk, uh, gym, walk by myself if I can. Sometimes people come with me, but usually I try to do this section by myself. Then the meditation with the coffee and I put my phone next to me. That's really important. And if I'm on a time limit, I'll put a timer on, but I'm not allowed to touch it. It's like not allowed. I can do my little story and then it's down. It's like, no, you need to zone out and get ready for the day. And then I'll go home and usually I'll do like content if I don't have a client straight away or I go straight into clients back to back and then I get a little break in the middle of the day sometimes Mm -hmm. and then I'll go all night again. So it depends on the, like, it depends on the day for school and, um, like, work. Mm. But that's a typical day. The only thing I feel like what I'm lacking, if I had to, was the sleep routine. I don't have that because every night's different. I need one of those. I heard you talk about it. And I was like, I have one of those. I really need it. Yeah, it's just super busy. And I love that. Mm. I don't have a partner, so I don't care. I would rather work. <laughs> Totally. No, same. I'm just like, I'm psychotic when I'm in that moment. I'm like, don't call me. People know I like went into my phone, do not disturb all day. And then all of a sudden it's like, how is it six o'clock already? Like the, the day yeah. just goes, but you know what it is? It's because we love what we do. Like you honestly, yeah. days could go by. I work on the weekends. I don't care. Like I honestly like to get to this point where you generally love what you do and you know, like you feel the energy yeah. when you share stuff like on your socials and when you're talking about beauty and makeup and health and wellness, that's what you love. Like that's literally who you are and you've found a way to actually monetize what you really love, which I think is really, really special. Yeah, and I, I like resonate with that. I feel like when you said... Oh, you know, when you love what you do, the day goes because you don't check your clock. The only reason you're checking your phone is for a notification. Like, and that is probably on Insta, probably like on your email or for me on my booking system, email, Insta, Mm. Snapchat, everything's going off, social media is going off, you're trying to post stuff. Like my phone is like me, 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 usually. Now it's just like dead. (laughs) <laughs> no dms no boys no text, no business everything's closed COVID. 
it's almost like you miss it. You're like you get a little bit of like a lack of the adrenaline. You're like, I need someone to message me right now. So when you think about like, you know, you've got to be on all the time for what you're doing. And as I went, like, as I said before, like being around certain people and having that particular energy, I'm curious, like, what's your whole take on like, I mean, I guess in your relationship life, in personal life, with friends, things like that, how important is it to you to actually be around people who think the same, they have the same values? Because obviously it does affect you when you're around those people. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's that saying the five people that you hang around the most are like the ones who affect you the most. So over the years, obviously I've evolved as a human and some of it I spent on my own, like those business years, those early years, uh, far out, like I would have been 19 and I had to get up at 5am for a bridal party the next day. So I was doing nights out, but sometimes I had to sacrifice. And I think that time in my life, I was alone, very on my own. But I looked at other people, like people I look up to, like Melissa Sassine and all those sorts of artists. I look at them like, what are they doing? How do I get there? How do I push? Like, how do I get to that point? How do I get a bit better? I'm like, how do I go, go, go? But then friends over the years, changing your lifestyle, like, all right. I'm not a, like, a massive party bender girl. Like, everyone's been there, everyone's done it, but I don't do it anymore. So Mm. that cuts out certain people or certain things. Yeah, you might have your one-off here and there big night, but, uh, like, no, I'm just, it's not. Those are the people I don't want to be around. And there's girls that I used to be friends with that were still on good terms, but we're not, like, mates, mates. We're not close because I don't, do that I don't associate with that I don't want to be around that and it's not sort of what I want to do with my life but then also in the last year I've definitely been picking and choosing or pushing away people that are better for me like Dean um you've probably seen Dean on my story I hold that guy and he's a friend by the way for anyone who goes and thinks we're dating um so, yeah, I just feel like that he's a really amazing person. He has amazing business. He's a really, uh, really lovely person. And I feel like him, also you as well, just people on a level where I feel like people with a business or yeah. with drive or with, uh, with that narrow tunnel vision for drive, success, ambition, like everyone I'm friends with are ambitious yeah, in some sort of way. So, okay. So speaking of ambition, I mean, like with everything that's going on right now, how, <laughs> how do you even like pivot your business in the state that we're in? Like it's I, like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are in the beauty industry like you and you know, they're making a killing. Like it's literally lashes and makeup. I, I understand like the schedule was so hectic because it's so in demand. And then all of a sudden you've been stripped away and it's like these people have to think outside the box because we don't like, I think if anything's to go from last year, we don't really know what's going to happen because I think last year we thought that was the end of it. And then this year we're like, fuck, like here we go yeah. again. And it's so nerve wracking. <laughs> How do you here we like, go again? Here we go again. So my question to you, 
question to you is like, how did you even pivot your business and your personal brand to kind of stay ahead of the curve whilst also minimizing anxiety? <laughs> oh, I remember. So like, obviously we have government grants. So the first part of it was the first few weeks, I was like, all right, Jess, start filming these videos, start filming content, make yourself be seen. You cannot not be seen this whole time. You need to make, be in people's face. People forget you. Like you have to be in people's face all the time. You have to be posting all the time. You're going to be stories all the time. You're going to be doing all this stuff all the time. Like, I don't think I've missed a beat maybe for one week when I was obviously I had that whole ghosting issue that knocked me for a six. But <laughs> honesty is the best policy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I post, I posted almost five times a week this whole time. You need to be seen for on that reopening date. Obviously, I sell a couple of products. I didn't have that last lockdown. So this lockdown, that mm. was um, so much better for me. I have the brow soap. I have the IMB. I have the lash soap, which no one really obviously needs because no one's getting their lashes done. I have the teeth whitening pens from the Sparkling White Smile that I work with closely. Mm. Um, those sorts of things were the push, but that first eight weeks, it was like, okay, Jess, you're not getting paid. I'm having a mental breakdown every day because I'm not getting paid by the government. It took them eight weeks to pay us. So like, that's, uh, I'm like, I'm okay, I guess, but like other people were not, other girls were not. Like they got kids, families, houses, like yeah. those sorts of things. So I didn't really have all that stress, but I just needed to make sure that I was seen because I don't want people to forget who I am, what I do. And like, obviously I just did the bride week. And then before that, I was just kind of posting me. And then I had like a couple of conversations with people like Jesse and they're like, change it up. Like all you're posting is yourself, like throw it back. And I was like, you know what? Let's throw it back to bride week because mm -hmm. that's the easiest thing I can think of. I can't be bothered to sift through content. Then the next thing was on reopening what I'm doing. So couple secrets that uh I can reveal one like I'm redoing the whole salon so secret one secret two is something else is coming well two other things are coming but they're not um I guess they're not fully set in stone so I can't say anything so even just planning for the future so for all that money that I lost somehow maybe these new things that I'm doing are gonna be able to push me to be able to be like okay cool Jess like these things are going to bring in that money that you lost like over the last two years I don't want to talk about how much money people have lost but like some businesses especially the small ones have lost like over 50 grand it's a lot of money to lose like you yeah. can't make that back and something my uh friend said to me who's a broker he said the only industry not the only industry but the beauty industry you can't catch up. Yeah. All those appointments are missed. There's no catch up because you're relying on that client to come in every week. You can't just catch up. There's no, oh, you know, we're closed for a bit, but we're going to catch up on all this construction work or we're going to catch up on all this other work. No, it, when it's gone, it's gone. The, the appointment's gone. The money's gone. You can't do someone's lashes 10 times over it all that time it's a reoccurring appointment it's gone so planning forward it's like okay I need to save now I need to do something that's innovative innovative that like 
I can maybe make more money when I open up. And those were the ideas that you brainstorm when you're closed. So those sorts of things were like, okay, do this, Jess, do this. This is a really good idea. Like just sitting there thinking like, what can I do? But I do that always anyway. Mm. But this time I was like, you need to think harder. Like you're not trying hard enough. And as I said before, self-talk, self-stress, like, come on, Jess, harder, like do it better. You are not doing good enough. Be better. Like, Mm. and I think in a business mindset, you always have to be better. Yeah. You always have to be like, as I said before, ahead of the curve. If I have a spare moment and I know you're exactly the same, I'm literally on any like digital resources. I'm learning new courses. There's like courses for free. You can literally find anything on the internet. I'm not wasting a second time because there's a difference between the people who want something and then they watch Netflix in their spare time. And then there's people who will do anything to get it because failure is not an option and it comes back to what you said before yeah. like consistency discipline but also multiple streams of income like you've got to be smart about how you tackle your particular niche I'm so big on that like you really can't rely on one stream of income and I think blending that with the consistency the discipline just because we went through this shit of a time I always say to people this is temporary it's not going to be like this forever so we have to take what's just happened and then we need to like not reinvent the wheel but it's like how can you innovate this to be um yeah to pivot your business and still be relevant yeah so um yeah I agree with the discipline like uh, you have to be disciplined in a time like this and you have to really just like I didn't want to film some days I didn't want to film I didn't want to get on my socials I was so sad like I was so depressed and yeah I know it's temporary as you said it's temporary but I was like okay I'm still really sad like I'm so annoyed I'm over this I don't want to do this anymore like I'm like ah and like it just was so much but the discipline of like get something filmed even if you film one massive thing a week like filming takes ages post, post a new story, post everywhere, post things, put one post a week. And then I progressively overloaded that like over the week, talk to people. What are they, what are they doing? Like, how do you do better? Like just the discipline might not make you money or the commitment might not make you money or the consistency might not make you money, but it's the future plan that's going to make you money or better your business. Totally. Yeah. So it's just getting on that same straight and narrow that really ambitious mindset stay ambitious stay disciplined and the two words I always live by are dedication and consistency Mm. like it's just like dedication dedication I always say it to myself I'm like come on be consistent be dedicated like always um you are are probably one of the most disciplined people that I know and you're dedicated (laughs) I like this is me messaging Jess. I'm like, Jess, I've got to eat this, but I don't want to because I want to get Uber Eats and I don't want to do this. You're like, all right, let's go. And I just love it. like, you need more Jessica in our life. I, yeah, you need one of me. I'm crazy. No, <laughs> I'm like the Nazi when I'm like, don't do it. No, I can do that for you, but not for myself. So I'm definitely like persistence, dedication, consistency are all in my kind of like what I do. Yeah. But I feel like, that it's not possible all the time no like it's not possible all the time but I definitely have it most of the time and when I'm slipping 
I recognize that in myself too. Like, I'm like, okay, Jess, you're sleeping. Let's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get persistent? How are we going to be dedicated? How are we going to be committed? How are we going to get back on that straight and narrow? It's really hard and you will fall off. There's no like, oh my God, I'm going to be perfect on the time. Like, Mm. it's not a thing. I try. I want to be. I really do, but I can't. Are you a Gemini? Yeah. (laughs) Did you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So do you ever feel any pressure from social media or just like living your life the way that you do? Because it's it's what you do, right? Like social is pretty much your life. It like literally helps you manage your business. With socials, I definitely feel the pressure. It's a whole nother business. As you know, that's your business. It's a whole nother business. It's a whole nother thing. Like people are like, ah, I just, especially my mom, she's like, why don't you just chuck it up quickly? I'm like, dude, you got no idea. You have no idea. You have to film the content, edit the content, put the content up, hashtag the content, tag the content and do then get the content up at the right time. Okay, that's like six steps for one person. Everyone sees for one second, just mm-mm, like, mm-mm, like, mm-mm, like, like, even the stories, it's like snappy, snappy. But if you think about it, you see my one second story. I've been working on that client for one hour, mm. if not more. So your one second is one hour of my time. Yeah. The content, like six hours of time, and the pressure of socials is being seen. You have to be seen to have a business these days it's like no one doesn't have insta like not in my profession and if they do wow like good on you kudos but like no yeah it does have a lot of pressure and also I find the pressure like to think about content make that content and constantly be uh, on trend like I had to teach myself reels I had to teach myself tiktok I taught myself uh vlogging editing I taught myself that I didn't learn that that comes with my job. That comes with the progression. I didn't. Go, I went to makeup school. I know how to do makeup. All that other shit doesn't come with it. Social media is that other shit, and that's another job. And that's why people like you have your job. Mm. If people have those social jobs, I really like. I need to like think of leads, connections. What am I going to post? Everything comes back to that. And then people, as I said before, I'm like, dude. You think I'm like posting this for this reason? No, man, it's a lead. It's a connection. It's a post. That meshki like stuff that I got sent, I had intent behind all of that. Every brand I post has intent behind that. How do you think I landed Zala? How do you think I landed the meshki? Intent, content intent. Like it's literally content intent. There is intent behind all of it. But that's the pressure of socials. Plus the pressure is I have both pages. So Jess Barker, Jess Barker Beauty, there's no cohesiveness across the two. And sometimes one gets more love. But the thing is I'm posting about kind of both on both. But the thing is I feel like Jess Barker is more like fashion and things like that, like wearing the outfits, posting the outfits, but it does correlate into Jess Barker beauty because beauty has to do with the whole aesthetic. Like, okay, yeah, you got your hair and makeup done, but you're a bride, you're in a bridal dress or you're going out and you're in this brand or you're in this and you're in this brand. So it's definitely pressure across both. And then also I'm a joke star. Like, 
Love a good joke. So sometimes I post my story, I'm like, dude, you can't post that. And then I'm like, no, show your personality or do this or do that. And like, you're like, like kind of reprimanding what you do. Mm. And then you post a hundred stories in the day, but like 2000 people watching the story. So something's getting somewhere. So it's like, okay, keep making the content. And then I'm like, oh, be quiet. Like you're posting too much. Like, you know, you think you're posting too much, but you're not posting enough or you're not posting the right content. It's just like all this stuff that comes into it. Mm. I really need to like get my socials sorted, but I just wing it. Everything is winged. All the followers winged. All the content, wing it. Like, yeah, I kind of have an idea what I'm doing now, but still wing it. Like, mm. well. You know what? Honestly, like I love everything that you're saying because I bet you there's a lot of people who are like, yes, yes, yes. That's exactly their mindset when it comes to being on social media because it's the same. Like sometimes I don't want to show up. Sometimes I'm like, I'm so annoying. I'm talking about BK again, but guess what? I don't <laughs> I don't fucking care because it's my business and obviously proof is in the pudding because here we are two years later and we're still going. So my advice to people, and I'm sure yours would be somewhat the same, is keep going, be consistent, literally make people feel sick with your content because you'll find your tribe. You'll find your tribe and you'll find people who love what you do. Like, and I mean... It, like there's so like there's so much room out there for everyone like there's so many lash artists there's so many makeup artists there's so many social media managers there's so much out there I just like that's my biggest thing to people it's like calm down like there's all enough cake to go around and if you just show up as your true authentic self like you just can't buy that like that is literally the road to success in my eyes yeah I feel like being authentic is definitely the way the way I kind of built the brand too like Mm. I I love being like dressed up and in beauty but I'm also the biggest bogan Italian that you've ever met like uh, and I just I agree with that like there's plenty like plenty of cake to share with everybody there's so many lash artists in this area there are so many makeup artists in this area. We are all different styles. I love them all. I love all their work. We're all different. And that's like the human, like us, us as humans, we're all different. Every service and every shop and every beauty person has something dif- different to offer for a different type type of um, like niche, I guess. Mm. So I, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I really agree with that, especially when you think you're like, make people sick with your content. I make myself sick with my content. (laughs) I'm like, shut up. You're so annoying. Or like the captions. I'm like, oh my God, I love this caption. It's so boss bitch. And then I post it. I'm like, everyone's going to think I'm a loser. (laughs) Watching my stories like three times. Yeah, and I posted on both stories. So I'm like, if you follow both pages, I'm like, shut up, Jess. But I'm like, you know what? You can never smash your business on your story as much as you can yourself. Share it, flood it, drown them with it. Drown them 100%. Yeah, that's (laughs) That's probably not the right word to use, but just flood them with it all. Yeah, yeah, totally. So for someone who is really keen on like, stepping into the vlogging world someone who wants to show up on Insta. I mean for me when I first started doing videos I was like this hey guys like I was literally so <laughs> and now I'm like hey guys welcome back to my channel like I don't care but like for someone I never wanted to say that at the start I was like 
Hi, I hate saying welcome back to my channel. So I'm just going to say, how are you guys? <laughs> like it was something dumb like that. Yeah, yeah. But for someone who is quite keen on like, I guess, stepping into the space of showing their face more on video, um, especially obviously to help promote their business, what are some tips that you can share? Do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Doesn't matter if it's like shit the first time. Who cares if it's crap? Like who cares? Mine were crap. And then I turned my vlogs into movies. And then I was like looking at like, okay, I'm going to compare. I'm not going to say which YouTube artist. I was looking at different YouTube artists. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take my vlog and kind of do it like this. And I did it like a movie almost. And that was awesome. It was really good, but it was time consuming. Then I was like, you know what? Who cares? Smash it all together. Put the start, put the end. And if people want to watch it, they want to watch it. You know what? That's going better for me and my life. And it actually is going better on my YouTube. So whatever, just do whatever and start with whatever, because you can try perfect it. Everything can be better. Everything can be more perfect. Everything can be like a hundred, 110% more, but you just can't do that. You just can't. You I set time now. I'm like, I'm not doing any more time on this. This is it. That's enough. You get two hours, finished, done. That's enough, Jess, because you could sit here for five days editing this. Mm. Five days. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't have the time for that. I just want to get out the content. And I noticed when I looked at other people's blogs, I don't care if it's like a movie. I just want to hear what the hell they're saying. Yeah. I don't care if they put their breakfast and lunch and they've got a toilet roll in the back and their kids screaming or they're doing a makeup video and like they've got an intro and an outro. I don't give a shit. I just want to see how it's done. Like I just want to watch how it goes. Yeah. Even vlogs. I'm like, they're the hardest because sometimes it's over a week and you're like, oh my God, where's the content? Where'd the video go? And like, how did this go? <laughs> like, And so I started, oh yeah, this is a really good tip. I had a, I have a vlogging camera and I have my phone. I started filming on my phone. I don't care. The quality is so close. You can't tell. So then I'd have iMovie on my phone. And if I knew I did a big day of filming, I'd start flicking it into there and I'd edit it on that day on the spot or just flick it all in there. And it was so quick. Mm. Everything I've done with my feet has been like that. And I think this whole vlogging feed experience has actually bettered my vlogging and my normal life. So when life does go back to normal, I will be doing my stuff how I did my feed. Raw, boring, start, in, start, end, that's it. It was so much better, so much easier. But just don't care about the perfect product because you will be there for hours. Yeah. You will edit. I remember when I first started editing, eight hours. I'm like, what? I needed to come up with eight extra hours in the day. I don't have eight extra hours. I need to go to bed. Like, so definitely just go for it. Just kind of start, kind of look at other people's vlogs and then go off that and say like, all right, I kind of like this. I want to do it like this. But the more famous a person, sometimes that is edited by somebody else. So yeah. you got to understand you are competing with someone with a real job in that industry yeah that's true but I feel like the raw is fine like think about yourself do you care when you watch no you don't care no sorry I love I love my good old Jess content while I'm watching dinner watching you just like 
you love your family stuff and like I love the series uh, taking your dad through the weight loss and then you shared your foot surgery everyone was like what's going on did you get like this surgery and that and you're like guys settle down I just had a foot operation that's it everyone's like oh my god she had plastic surgery dude you wouldn't be able to walk with these feet you will not <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I'm not opposed to plastic surgery or filler or Botox, as you can highly tell. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, it is what it is. And I've had so many people reach out after that. I feel like sharing those things and sharing real life is so valuable because everybody is so quick to hide everything. Everybody is so quick to be so secretive because they're so scared of being judged. Yeah. Judge me. Go for it. That's part, I would have never become a makeup artist and I never would do what I do on social media if I was afraid of someone judging me. Because guess what? When you post a photo, they're judging it. When you post a video, they're judging it. When you're talking online, they're judging it. Yeah. Whatever, judge me, go for it. Like that's where the skin comes from. But yeah, you do get upset. At the start, right, I don't care now. Judge me. Go tell me I'm bad. Go tell me you don't like my pinky toe. Go tell me you don't like my tooth and the way it is. Go tell me that I have a big nose. Go tell me that I look like a potato. Go tell me that you know all this stuff about me when you don't even know my middle name. Like, let's be real. You don't know me. Like, no one knows you by you. No one knows what's good for you by you as well. I feel like that's really important. Bit of a tangent there, but like a bit of motivation. You know how it is. (laughs) You know how it's like when you talk to I love that honestly it's like being relatable not giving a fuck what people say because I I'm so with you on that like I would not be where I am today if I listened to people who had doubts I literally cop so much like blindsided shit from people and now they're the people who are asking me for help and I'm like sorry I'm booked out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Always in one- and you know what some of your closest mates will bitch about you to other people and you cop that right on the chin you want to go confront them go for it yeah. or you cop it on the chin and be like I'm just going to distance myself from you because you're not worth the argument yeah man I had people tell me what surgery I've had Sorry, I know what surgery I've had. I haven't had my ribs taken out, but if you want to go talk about me having my ribs taken out, or they're like, oh, she's dating all these guys. She's done all this stuff for these guys. Dude, I had a secret boyfriend for eight months. No one fucking knew that, did they? (laughs) You think you know everything, but you know nothing. You know nothing. So you got to remember when people come for you as well on Instagram or on YouTube, they're getting 10 minutes of your life. Yeah. as well like as that's another thing with the editing 10 minutes of your life they don't know you at all you're showing them what you want to show them but obviously you've got to be slightly vulnerable but there's so much more to my life than just my youtube of 10 minutes dude there's 24 hours in a day and there's seven days in a week and yeah. you got youtube for 10 minutes out of that seven day week out of those 24 hours every every single day it's not much mm. it's nothing well it's not Mm, yeah and show what you want to show show what you can handle to take too yeah like I would never I didn't even put my ex-boyfriend of three years on my YouTube because not that I knew that we're going to break up but I knew we're going to break up but like (laughs) hence that the guys that I've seen for that long time a long period of time have been on my channel they're not or they might be in the background of it. You can't identify who they are. Maybe if you knew them, you could. But, like, 
I don't want to show that. Like I will not put anyone on my YouTube unless I'm going to marry that guy. Like that sort of stuff. So don't show parts of yourself that you don't want people to know. Mm. Like influencers do that all the time. I remember like looking at Sky Wheatley. She's like, you don't know. She said something and she was like, you know, there's so much I don't show. Mm. And she's heavy on socials, stories, YouTube. Like he's a stuff she doesn't show. You don't see her in her house with her partner. You should say show you when the camera's on. What happened before or after the camera's on? Same with me. When I cry, I don't film it. If I'm having a mental breakdown, like a bad one, like this second COVID, I had a full-on panic attack. I didn't film that. Mm. Like you don't know. You show what you want to show too. It's very, yeah, it's very true because I'm exactly the same. I mean, my life is like, as I said to you, I'm not in your position on social, but I'm on social. Like I've got to be on for my business. My business is a digital marketing business. I literally have to be on all the time. But for me personally, like, I don't think I've shown someone like I'm very secretive. I don't know if that's the right word, but people think like from an outsider, it's so quick to judge and be like, oh, they're not friends anymore. Or she's not dating that person. Or that person's like, you know, living <laughs> life when I'm really having an anxiety attack. Like I totally get that. I'm so secretive on that part because I need to have a little redeem myself in that way that something is still special to me. And even though social is my life and it's what I do, like sometimes I don't want to share when I'm with my good friends and we're talking or we're on FaceTime and we're, and I'm like crying and I need your advice or, you know, like (laughs) things are going on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't want to share that stuff. So I think that's really special. And I think that's a really good takeaway for people. It's like, just because you're on social and you need it to promote yourself, your business, it doesn't mean you have to be on social. Like you share with people what you want them to see. Of course. And everyone always has that thing where they say, Instagram is your highlight reel of your life. Yeah, the photos are a highlight reel of your life, of course. Yeah. The story needs to have some other stuff in it. Mm. And you know, for me, like God, um some um like my personal account, which isn't obviously my main drive for what like my personal account is not fully my main drive for my business, but it's like a second side thing to my business that complements it all the time. But like on there, there's like so many people I don't know who they are (laughs) I'm like I don't know yeah and that's fine and I have so many people message all the time too about certain things that I've showed vulnerability in and they love that yeah so but there's some things you really can't be vulnerable in like as I said that panic attack at COVID that was a three-hour panic attack because of obviously the previous things that have happened in my life I'm not filming that I was like and then I, I was fucked. Like, mm. I was just a mess. I'm like, and I think I was vlogging that week. I'm like, do I vlog this? I was like, do not vlog this. Like, you are a mess. And like, you can't. You there's Some things you just can't. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well said. So tell me what happens now. Like, where do you see the biz in, I'm not going to say five years. I'm going to say like the next, I'm going to say the next two years. So not this year but next two years I know I have so many personal goals and business goals I feel like the personal goals are definitely outweighing the business goals at this point which is like everything kind of flips back and forward all the time Mm. but business goals at this point post-covid is getting it back to where it was because it doesn't completely go straight back there 
So building that clientele up and my goal for this year and last year <laughs> was to get them, get more clients, do mm. more services. So I did do that and I'm building those services, building that clientele. I guess that's constant, but that was a really massive focus because obviously I went out away from teaching completely. Um, so that and uh, renovating it. And the other thing which has to do with it, which is another stream of income that I can't mention because like it's really close, but like possibly starting a second business, branching off this business that still is in the niche of this business, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Another business, but has to do with this business. But I haven't fully worked out where what that looks like. And that will be before getting a shop or anything like that. I will be starting the second business still from home. I think in this day and in this time, I'm going to stay at the salon, like at home salon. I feel like it's safe. And it really saved me the last two, two years because for the other girls, it's been hard. But that second stream, well, it's not second stream, whatever stream of income it is after all the other streams that I have at this moment, <laughs> there's all the little streams that come through. Like you don't realize where they're all coming from. Like you have your VK, like, but you might have this client from this website that is in this area. And then you yeah. have this client from this area that's doing this. Like for me, it's like products to my makeup is one stream. My lashes is one stream. My eyebrows is one stream yes it's all beauty but that's all different things that I counted in because one obviously performs better than the other yeah and they're on different tiers so they all need different work um and like all the sponsorships and brand things that I have that bring in money now as well which is so new to me that I want to expand on that too that's something I want to expand on but that's something I can't do until I feel like I've opened and I want to, I want more of that sponsorship. I want more of that collaboration with other brands. I love that sort of stuff because you meet really awesome people mm-hmm. and you as a brand or as a person grow, like it benefits your business, yourself and you network. Like I need more networking too. There's so yeah. So I guess, what did I say? The shop, building clients, the networking, more streams of income, and the second business. Yeah. They're all on my top priority list. And as well as working on myself, maintaining my hydration, eating health, fitness, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Jess, thank you so much for chatting with me. I am like, I know that there's going to be girls listening, especially who are in the same industry as you, who are going to be like, yeah, this is so relatable. And again, relatable and so authentic love that for you but I think it's, it's important to keep it real and be honest and I love surrounding myself with people like you because I just think that you are such a beautiful person inside and out and that drive and that ambition that is so important so if you need more inspiration like that guys follow Jess on Instagram I'll put all your links down below so people can go watch a little foot so good to me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they're the recent ones aren't they I feel like I've been doing more of the IGTV sort of stuff for the mm-hmm. like the makeup business it's just better off no one watches YouTube for that or maybe they do but they don't for me mine's more lifestyle on YouTube everything's different everywhere yeah yeah well definitely I'll put the links of all of your um your Instagram and stuff like that 
<laughs> I can't stop laughing. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. So, so lovely. I loved it. It's my first ever podcast, so it was a great experience. Thank you. Thanks, my love. Thank you. <laughs>